0: Hey friends, welcome back to another episode. I'm Brandon. And I'm Seba, And we are your hosts of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with someone who has personal experience with using cannabis for bipolar disorder relating to manic episodes and the lows of bipolar depression. We're always looking for unique perspectives and hope to inspire other people. So please welcome Christina to
1: the Cannabis Hangout. Hi. Hi, Christina. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here with us and share your story. So let's start from the beginning. Tell us where your cannabis journey first began.
2: Okay. So it started in high school. I was very resistant. I thought it was like hard drugs when my boyfriend wanted to try it. Right. I was like, no, we're breaking up. And he was like, just try it once. And so I did. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And then So I used it in high school. I started using it, honestly, on the daily um, a lot and all through college. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever I got pregnant with my kid, I stopped. Um, And then it wasn't until later... I mean, much later that I got my med card, and it was after like some legal issues were worked out yeah. as far as custody, mm-hmm. stuff yeah. like
0: that, trying to be um, low key. Right. Yeah. Whenever I
2: finally felt comfortable, and it actually, oddly enough, what made me get my med card was a wild, manic whim. So, yeah, I was like deep in the throes of mania, mm-hmm. the worst it's been in my life. And, Honestly, I just wanted to get high like that was like, that's what I was seeking. And it was like, it took so long, it felt like, Mm -hmm. but it ended up like I was going off of meds. Yeah. And it ended up helping me with those withdrawals and help, I think, pull me out of mania, at least help the transition out of it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that and is. I'm awesome. excited to hear more about it. I know. It. We'll so many dive questions. Deeper. Yes. <laughs> the Yeah,
2: <laughs> before we
0: dive deeper into that though, Christina, what kind of consumer are you? Are you like a flower girl? Do you like your bong, joints, edibles, a little bit of everything?
2: Um, I really I smoke flour. I'm really into dabs right now. Okay. I do dabs a lot. Yes, I can um, really it just feels so clean and just like immediately effective. What do you like to smoke? Um yeah, I like sativas mostly. Yeah, as when it comes
0: to-, to your dabs, what do you like to smoke?
2: Oh, smoke? Okay. Um, I like, I've really gotten into White Rabbit lately. Okay. Yeah. I just tried them. Yeah. I'm really into them. Um, Just Hash has been a favorite since mm-hmm. i tried them. For so sure. Um, Royal Coal Melts. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm really digging White Rabbit.
1: Really? Right. Okay. I remember we, so we were, uh, I think her name is Rebecca. I, I can't remember, but she did uh, Women and Weed yeah, back in the day. Really yeah, it. and then so she created these really, like, clean, specific edibles for patients that would be, like, if this is the same person, which I think it is, um, they would be super specific to dose. So, like, if Brandon needed, like, let's say a 13-milligram dose, like, she was able to do that, and I think she worked especially with patients, which is really cool. So hers was, like cra- like, real craft edibles. So it's cool that she's in the... Rosin game now. Oh, it's cool wow, to hear that. That's, yeah, that's
2: cool to learn because I. know. Yeah,
1: I'm that. pretty sure because it's it's woman owned, right? Yeah, I think. Okay, so. yeah, and she's out of Tulsa. Yeah, that's what. I Okay, heard. yeah, it, I think it is the same person. She was, yeah, I'm. I, I can't remember if her name was Rebecca, but I remember her like having a really, really, really good, beautiful story. And- yeah,
2: don't quote me on it for sure, but I think so. That's yeah, how, that sounds like something I've
1: heard. Yeah, but anyways, that's awesome. That's good to hear. I'll have to check it out. So cannabis is a versatile tool that inspires us, helps us create that spark and make everything in life a little better. What's something you love to do after you smoke?
2: Um, Well, most of the time, like I work in finance during the day and I have a lot of stress and it's really hard for me to focus. And so I use sativas during the day to really help me just focus in whether it be on my spreadsheets or reconciling, you know, my reports. Mm -hmm. Um, it just helps tune everything, all the extra madness out. Mm -hmm. Um, so I really like to use cannabis for my work specifically. Um, I don't really watch shows that much, but I like to design stuff on my iPad. Cool. Yeah. What do you do? Um, well I play around like I got a cricket machine, so I play around with that and like, I buy SVGs that I don't design, but yeah. then I design some, too. That's cool. So, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with that.
1: That's awesome. It's so crazy. Or it's so crazy, but also so cool to see, like, what you can do after you, like, smoke cannabis. And now that we have technology, like, how much deeper you can go with your technology, especially in creating art.
2: Yeah, for sure. The... I love the creativity of it, and honestly, it helped me, like, innovate my finance work, too. Yeah.
1: Um, that's that's interesting you say innovate finance work because you don't—that's not, a, like, a sexy thing. That's I, not, like, a—that's that's what yeah, I think right, of when you think of finance, right. you know?
2: Well, it's, like, the, just— changing up the ways that I've done it and making it more like technologically advanced Mm -hmm. and just coming up with different, like more effective ways. Yeah.
0: Keeping it fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Always trying to innovate. Yeah. For For sure. Yeah. That's good. That's awesome. So Christina, at what point did you realize that targeting your own health with cannabis was actually really beneficial to beneficial to you in more ways than one, more than just like getting high?
2: Um, it was definitely that period that I talked about right after I got my med card. Okay. Yeah. Um, which, honestly, it was probably not until a couple months after I had really pulled out of it that I knew the scope. I mean, I didn't even know I was manic <laughs> at the time. Yeah. So it wasn't until I was, like, actually out of it and then started balancing the cannabis with, okay, I can use it for this. Mm-hmm. I can use it in this way. Okay, yeah. Um, and so it really wasn't until that I came out of that period. Yeah, it was kind of, like, a very desperate moment. Mm-hmm but then it kind of led you to realize what yeah. you needed. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yep. And now it's it's one of my medicines. Like even my husband, he doesn't use cannabis, but he considers it like one of my prescriptions basically yeah. because
1: it I mean it, it is, is. Yeah. you know. It really is. It is. Like it it helps ground you and keep you sane whatever you that version of you is, you know, like yeah. your normal version of you.
2: Well, and the side effects from prescriptions too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm on three different medications. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's nausea, there's, like, even heart palpitations, you you can, I don't deal with that very Mm -hmm. much, Um, there's, like, involuntary, like, facial movements people can do, I mean, there's just so many side effects, especially with lithium, Mm -hmm. I'm not on lithium, but I know a lot in the bipolar groups I'm in. Yeah. People using it to help with the lithium.
1: I mean, side I've seen effects. the commercials and the side effects are like half the commercial that yeah. they you it's, know
2: I'm so glad that I found a medication that works and I didn't have to
1: get on lithium. Yeah, that's I mean grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, yeah. So we know support isn't always there, but what's your family dynamic like with your cannabis consumption? Are they supportive?
2: Um, yeah, for the most part. Like, my husband is super supportive. He doesn't use cannabis, but like I said, he considers it essential for me, and he was supportive from the jump. Um, I've recently talked to my son about it, because for a long time I was hiding it, Mm -hmm. but I didn't want him to think, because I knew he was going to find out. Yeah, they always do. I didn't want it to be something where he's like, oh, well, it's shameful. She was ashamed she didn't, Mm -hmm. you know, she lied or she hid it or whatever. So, I wanted to go. He's only eight and a half.
1: Okay, I was going to ask so his I age. Wanted,
2: yeah, I wanted to get ahead of it and really explain it, mm-hmm. which we're really open with mental health issues because he struggles too. Yeah. And so, yeah, he took it really well. He's really supportive of it. He thought that smoking it was going to give me cancer or
1: a heart oh, attack. Yeah. I had to be like,
2: that's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But it's important for you to even create that. I mean, we hear from so many patients or parents that are in, you know, that come talk to us that, that are like, you know, we have this open dialect and then their relationships with their kids are so much better because they have this open dialect. So You're honest it's, about it, it's just like one little lane of communication that you open on like, Hey, like mommy's like struggling. Like she needs her medicine. This is what this is. And this is, you know, you know? and I mean, kids find out so much easier these days because the internet is, has everything right. on it, you know? Yeah. And so I feel like as he grows, that'll be really like a key Thing for your relationship, not specifically the cannabis, but the fact that you were so open about it because when he's curious yeah. and he will be, who's he going to go to first? Right. It's a right. little thing. And like with the- that, that kind of trickles to everything else. Like if he's curious about anything else ever, he's always going to come to you first because you've created that safe space for him.
2: Right. That's one of my biggest fears because I was wild. Yeah. Like I did all mm-hmm. the things. and mm-hmm. so. I'm just like, "Oh, please let him be smarter than me."
1: Yeah, well, like here, and here's the thing. I feel like as some as a kid who was very sheltered and not that I did anything bad, but I was always super curious and again, like curious and just like, "What is this? What is that?" not necessarily doing it, but when kids are curious, especially boys because they're a little bit more um bold and daring, they'll try things. And right. you know, it's like that's you want to know before anybody else. Like you want to know as a as a parent. And the more shelter, I feel like the more you shelter your kids, the more likely they are to backlash a little bit. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like you're just like hiding them and there's no yeah. reason to hide them. Like, I feel like your eyes are open to the world so much earlier in this day and age because of like the internet and because kids have access to tablets and computers and it's, they right. do everything on it.
2: Right. Well, and even just walking by and seeing the news, like, I wanna explain things to him, yeah. I wanna help him mm-hmm. understand. I don't want to brush it off or, you know, you're too young to understand, like, yeah. You know, we talk about things.
1: That's so. important. That that's really good. cool that you do Communication. that. Communication. There's yeah.
2: some
0: grown men who don't know how to talk about things. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's
2: Luckily. a great skill to develop
1: whenever you're... <laughs> Especially little, when you're young. But, yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So we know that there's information out there um, with using cannabis for anxiety and pain that's often talked about, but maybe not so much relating to like manic episodes specifically and just navigating like what all that entails. Um, for those listening... So bipolar disorder, it also is known as manic depression. It's a mental condition characterized by conflicting emotions as well as changes in sleep, energy, reasoning, and actions. And it does have an impact on work, school, interrelations, your physical well-being, and just many other areas of daily life. But with that being said, Christina, from your own perspective, can you kind of share, like, what that looks like for you?
2: Yeah, so um, I want to... Start by saying there's a lot of information out there on why not to use cannabis for bipolar yes, disorder, yes. which is one of the main reasons why I reached out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do get it because some really strong sativas can, you know, trigger paranoia or, you know, just difference. You have to be careful with strains, but... I know so many people, and with me personally, it's helped so much that I feel like it's important to represent that side of it. Yeah. Because if you just Google bipolar disorder and cannabis use, it's like, don't do it. You'll have a psychotic episode and be hospitalized. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know anyone who's used indicas and had a psychotic episode and been hospitalized. (laughs) And so it's like, there needs to be more perspective on it. Um, I struggle so much with sleep. Like, even after smoking Indica sometimes, I just don't sleep. And so I've gotten to where if I don't do some sort of like heavy Indica dab or, you know, smoke half of a joint or something, I won't sleep. Like Mm -hmm. even taking my other meds, I just won't. And it was like that before cannabis. It's not like I've, you know, gotten resistant to, you know, or anything like that. But, um, and that's with taking melatonin too. So that's helped a lot. Um, I have really bad anxiety and panic attacks mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Um, not so much since one of my meds, but um, it helps. Whenever I smoke, to just kind of soften the edges. Like I have a, I work from home, and it's so hard to escape mm-hmm. work. I clock out. It doesn't feel like I clocked out. My yeah. laptop's right there. Yeah, it's forward to my phone. Like mm-hmm. you know, and so it's like I can go outside. And just kind of smoke half of a joint, smoke a whole joint, depending on the day. Mm-hmm. And that's like, okay, I'm in a totally different place. I've let go of it. I've said, all right, it's a tomorrow issue. Whatever happens, like, mm-hmm. I start making dinner. I'm present in the moment. I'm, you know, talking to my kid about what he did in school. And I'm listening because I'm not thinking about work. Yeah. And so it helps so much with that. And then I said before, you know, Sativa's really helped me focus, Mm -hmm. you know, hone in on what it is, like the task I'm trying to do. So that really helps too.
1: That's, it's, I, that's so, it's, I just love to hear other people's stories with how they go through, you know, certain aspects of life and mental health issues. And it's so cool to hear yours and how, just you've navigated through it and things you know you need and things you know you don't need because oftentimes we can ignore that as humans and it's so beautiful to see that you've worked through it in a way and you still are I mean we're always working through our things but it's cool to see how you've navigated through it because I know that can be really difficult
2: right well thank you yeah of course good it's it's definitely something like a lot of people don't talk about. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people talk about anxiety and depression now. It's been it's become a lot more mainstream, which, which is great. Yeah, totally in support of that. But you know, bipolar disorder is still one of those hush hush. It's mm-hmm. a little bit more severe as far as you know, hospitalizations suicide rates are really high.
1: Yeah, and I I have to agree with that. I feel like, I mean, I've recently over the last like three years learned about bipolar disorder because it affected one of my my really close friends. And before that, I knew of it. But, you know, when you think bipolar, you just think, oh, they have mood swings. But you don't really, there's so much more to it than that, that you don't, one, you're not really educated on, but two, it's like, you don't really know, you know, I mean, and how would you know if somebody's bipolar? You don't know. It's just like something that somebody internally deals with and you might know if you're close to them. But yeah, I, I agree with that. I feel like that's not something that's very mainstream or very talked about. And I didn't find out really about what it was until probably about three years ago to where like I learned more and like how it really affects people and the mental health and the, you know, hospitalizations and the suicide. Like there's a lot more to it than just oh, they they have mood swings.
2: Yeah. I, the reason why I discovered that I had it and talked to my doctors from reading and, um, cause I didn't know what, I just knew that I didn't, you know, it was just rough. Yeah. And none of my friends, my mom, my husband, none of them had experience with bipolar disorder. They, you know, whenever I told them that I got diagnosed with it, they were like, okay, well, we knew something was up, like, what's that, you know? Yeah. And more, you know, it's taken mm-hmm. a lot of explaining and also kind of knowing how deep to go into things. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because a lot of people still shy away from it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it it is a little uncomfortable. And not that it's uncomfortable, but it can make people feel uncomfortable. Why? I mean, I feel like even the word depression makes people feel uncomfortable.
2: Yeah. There's... It's it's so hard to navigate the social Mm construct of mental health issues because, at least for me, I want to let people know. I want to, but at the same time, I already know. Mm -hmm. Like as far as jobs, as far as you know, distant family, it's just not realistic to be open about it with everyone and mm-hmm. all of the aspects of You my have life. to pick your battles yeah. right? yeah so that. it's it really sucks mm-hmm.
0: but it's just you're doing it, what you can for now yeah you know, yeah
2: yeah and I think it's going to get better with time I mean it sure has with other things yeah so absolutely right I feel like the more we talk about it and the more you know the more research yes. gets done specifically mm-hmm. with cannabis use um I think we're all better for it for, for sure.
1: Yeah, and I appreciate you talking about it and being so open because this is, I mean, this is where it starts is with people like you doing yeah. the work to spread the mm-hmm. knowledge, you know, for other people that have it, may not know that they have it or know somebody that has it and doesn't fully understand it. You know, I think that's really important. Right,
2: yeah, for sure.
1: So we recognize that using cannabis to manage bipolar disorder isn't going to be for everybody. For you personally and for anyone listening, do you think that using cannabis for bipolar disorder has any negative effects that you've discovered?
2: Um, I definitely think that you have to be careful with the strains and the mental state that you're in. Mm -hmm. Um, For me personally, if I am struggling with um, like mixed episode where I'm having um sometimes I'll have like auditory they're called auditory hallucinations but it's mainly like a little paranoia Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. um if I'm dealing with that I don't want to use a sativa yeah because it's just kind of gonna amp me up a Mm -hmm. little more it's gonna know yeah and so I've tried to learn myself you know and figure out where I am because if I'm depressed I don't I don't want an indica. Yeah, I might not even need it to sleep that night mm-hmm. because, you know, one of the, one of the symptoms in, yeah. is like oversleeping mm-hmm. or just being slow moving and down in general. And so, you know, a sativa or a good hybrid or like one of the energy tinkters I mm-hmm. use is really good in the mornings when I'm depressed because um, it helps me with energy, but it also is a way like sometimes I don't even feel like, taking a dab or smoking because it's, like, too much work.
1: Yeah, I feel that. It's just another thing. It's a whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I
2: want so badly to get the effects, but I'm, like... I don't feel like doing it. and so What tincture tincture are you using? um, Right now I'm using the mint tinctures. I have the energy and the calm. Very cool. The calm helps a lot for sleep Mm because even after, like I said, some nights it's like my brain won't shut off. So that's helped a lot. And then I have the energy one that I have to be careful with because it will, like if I do too much or Mm -hmm. I do it when I'm already Mm -hmm. on edge, it'll make my anxiety worse. Yeah. But with the mornings that I'm, Dealing when I'm in a depressive state and it's harder to get going, and it's harder to get myself in the right headspace space to do the bare minimum. Some days yeah. it really helps. That's good
0: to know. um Also, there's a great tincture, wellness tincture called Highest Intent. Have you heard of them? I have. Do try their morning and evening. Their cannabis, They're awesome. mushrooms, and herbs, and they are staples like it would be a game changer for you and they're not alcohol based like a lot of other ones are so you don't get that headache and other effects that aren't wanted but definitely try them because okay. it is like a game changer in the morning because of the lion's mane mushroom in it and then the evening you have reishi mushrooms it's just a whole like beautiful herbal blend
2: yeah yeah well I've actually heard you know because we do sell those where I work and yeah I've heard that a few people tell me to try them. Yeah, I'm just waiting them. until I'm out of yeah. the other ones, but I'm definitely going to try them No, next. it'll
0: be a game changer. Yeah. So I'm excited for you to try. Yeah, yeah. No. <clears> throat> um, throat> so on the flip side of what we were just saying, cannabis in general, no matter what it may be used for, it naturally enhances better moods and a more positive outlook, I feel like. Would you agree with that personally In like everything that um, you kind of navigate through?
2: Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely think it helps my mood and... I always just use the term, it softens my edges. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, any of the mm-hmm. intense emotions, whether it be intense highs, intense lows, mixed episodes, yes. it just softens the edges. Yeah. I mean, not always as much as I wish it would, but mm-hmm. it, takes but it always takes a little bit off.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's good. I'm glad we can rely on a plant to help us do
2: that. Yes, I know. I mean, sure. really. That's really and so there's cool. there's no medication that works more instant than lighting up a joint.
1: Yeah, right. Like I feel Dax. like even
2: dabs take a little bit long. I mean, like not much, mm-hmm. but I feel like I can sit there after a dab and be like, okay. And then I like really, you know, it soaks but it's in like, like I light mm-hmm. a joint and I inhale and it's like
1: okay, it's yeah, it's getting back. a
2: little bit better. Yeah, you know.
1: Yes, so. yeah. I can agree with that for sure. So as we were doing research for this episode, um, I read from an article online regarding bipolar research with cannabis, and it mentioned something about using cannabis when you're having a really great day and not just when you're going through your worst symptoms. Do you feel like that's relatable and something to stay mindful of?
2: Yeah, for sure. I Well, like I said, I treat it like a medication, and any doctor that is reputable at all will tell you not to stop taking the medication because you're having a good day. Yeah, Like, it's very dangerous to stop taking medications, spe- mm-hmm. especially prescription. You know, I'm not saying that you can't take a day off smoking.
0: Yeah, but I'm when your body is very reliant on something, it right, has and a lot of control. It's kind
2: of like, you know, you you don't want to just stop something just because you're like, oh, I don't need it because you do need it. You're using it every day because you need it. And just because you're having a good day, who's to say that that can't tank like with bipolar Mm -hmm, disorder, it can tank so fast. Yeah, And so it's, it's something that you, at least for me, I do also in preparation for what can come, Mm -hmm. you know, as, you know, not just Oh, I'm having symptoms. Let's like up, treat to be it. precautious type thing, right? To yeah. try to prevent, you know, a yeah. preventative measure too. Right, you know, right. like if I can just do this, it works. It's helping. If I can just do this, then I'm yeah. less likely to, you know, take a nosedive in the middle of the day, or right. you know, when I get really anxious, I'm able to calm down mm-hmm. instead of just having a full blown panic attack. Right. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's cool to hear that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So you're also a mother who works very hard and enjoys using cannabis, which we love. We support that. We we love talking about it, hearing about it. It's super important to break that stigma. How do you find the work-life balance between being a mom and, or the life balance between being a mom and, you know, just being you?
2: Yeah, um, it is so hard. <laughs> uh, we're really busy with sports too. And so, even though I, we like staying busy, mm-hmm. but it, the sports is just like an extra family thing that we are scheduled to do. Yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, my kids are in sports. Like we have all these practices. We have all these games. But for me, it's fun. It's like, okay, we're scheduled
1: mm-hmm. to
2: for sure do this. Together, yeah. Like he's going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Like, so that really helps making sure that I get that extra time mm-hmm. scheduled. Um, it does make everything more busy. Um, my day job, I get to work from home, which is nice. So yeah, that helps a lot because, um, I'm there when he gets out of school, I have that extra couple hours that he would be in daycare, you know, and same for in the mornings. Like I have those mornings to get him off to school. Um, I actually have two jobs. So three nights a week, um, I work at a dispensary, um, which is awesome. It's like my happy place. It really is. Other than my home, of course, Mm -hmm. but it's wonderful working there. And so that's been challenging. Yeah. But it's like, okay, we have sports these nights and mom has work these nights and we have this day on the weekend and we're just gonna make it work. Make it work. Because we like being busy. We we want to do all these things Mm -hmm. so we make time to do them.
1: Do you find um with your bipolar disorder, like being like on schedule not necessarily on schedule, but having a schedule and like having these things like allotted for helps your anxiety and just helps you breathe a little lighter. Or do you feel like it adds a little bit more stress and like, uh, I have having structure. Yeah. Like the structure help you. Do you feel like?
2: Yeah, for sure. I've, I've always needed that structure and just the routine too. like, just knowing, which can be bad. Like when things are bad, just knowing what to expect. It's like, okay, I expect it to be bad. Like yeah. that sucks and that does happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But just knowing, you know, what the day expects of you um, is just, okay, bare minimum, this is what the day expects. This is what I'd like to get done. If it tends to get better, like mm-hmm. this is how much I could get done. But it's having those schedules of scheduled time for, you know, to regroup or I have extra time scheduled for this because I think that it might stress me out. I might need to slow down and take longer. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's that's good. I just, I always wonder that because sometimes structure, I mean, obviously structure is great for everyone, but some people thrive off non-structure. And the chaos really sets them free. And sometimes that's me, right. but you know.
2: That was a long way around saying I even schedule my breaks. <laughs> oh,
1: no, that, That's important though. That's yeah. cool. That's good that you do that. It it helps you also stay accountable for your mental health. Like you have no excuse because you show up for yourself because it's scheduled. Like right. this is my time to do for me.
2: Well, and it's like, okay, you got 30 minutes. Yeah. You get count and yeah. then you're getting right back to this other thing that's yeah. on your list. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's good. So... Christina, other than using cannabis, what kind of mental wellness routines do you have in place that just help ease everything and set you up for success?
2: Um, Well, I always, no matter what time I'm waking up, a lot an extra 20 minutes for me to slowly drink my coffee, like either while laying down or while lounging on the bed. Like it's so important. I don't care if I'm leaving the house at three. I'll wake up at two fifteen just so I have that extra twenty minutes. Yeah, you know, because I don't <laughs> want to wake up and feel like I have to just go. Like I need mm. that cup yeah. of coffee. Yeah,
0: and I feel that too. I've never been one to rush out. Yeah, out of like sure. rolling out of bed and flying out the door. No, no way.
2: And <laughs> um, then like. During the winter I work out like inside because I don't do the cold. Mm-hmm. But when the weather's nice, I run every day on my lunch. So that helps right. a lot. That's awesome. Yeah, it it really does. I, unfortunately I haven't been the last like week or so. i am yeah. being bad. Give, I'm, yourself, I'm, grace. I'm, yes. in the Give yourself grace. I mean, listen, but- <laughs> I wasn't
1: I wasn't last week either. I didn't work out. I worked out one day last week and that I haven't done that since before February and so I've been really hard on myself but this week I went hit the ground running and I was like all right sob you're back in it so give yourself grace it's okay
2: yeah I'm definitely for sure I'm getting back maybe tomorrow but for sure Monday it's just been crazy
1: yeah yeah so do you have any advice or just like words of wisdom for somebody listening that might be going through something similar as you or you know just do you have any perspective or anything you'd like to say
2: yeah. So number one, I would recommend either reading books mm-hmm. or listening to audiobooks or podcasts because I wouldn't have even talked to my doctor. Like I probably would have continued struggling if I wouldn't have had a light bulb moment of, mm-hmm. wait, this is what it is. And this might be able to be improved. And so if you're struggling, just read, look into stuff, like yeah. try to, try to learn about yourself. Like learning about myself has been one of the hardest and best things because even though it sucks and I'm like, I know all this shitty stuff about myself. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I know all this stuff about myself. Like I know I can try to find triggers, you know, I can try to work through it
1: and try to explain it to the people I love so that hopefully
2: they don't just totally give up on me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that's important. I feel like that's a lot of self-awareness and self-realization too that goes into, you know, doing the work for yourself because if you're not doing the work then nobody else is for you
2: yeah for sure and like if you think that something's up don't just you know like oh I'm weird like oh I've always felt that way or Mm -hmm. it's just something I struggle with because I always wrote it off like that and it wasn't until I was just like I have to be better like for my son he needs to see me happier Like I need to stop having these weird periods where I just spend all this money and rack up debt that I don't want, Mm -hmm. that I don't need. Yeah. And so it's just like advocate for yourself. If you think something's up, you know, do the research or at least talk to your doctor because as soon as I told my doctor what I was dealing with, she was like, I think you're bipolar I need you to see this psychologist and take mm-hmm. some tests. And it was like from then on, it was like, okay, I know what to research. Yeah. I know what's up with me. Like I can mm-hmm. I can delve into it deeper.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we like to ask everyone this question, but what's the stigma surrounding cannabis you would like to see changed? Um,
2: man, probably cannabis and parenting. Um, I feel like it's so socially acceptable. To talk about having wine,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it's like on all the signs like you buy for your house, yeah. it's like oh wine this, but it's for me alcohol is so much more just like detrimental to your life, your health, mm-hmm. and your children's health. Like I drink every now and then, but I really don't because of my meds. Yeah, but I know that whenever I would drink more, I didn't feel as great. I wasn't on the top of my game. And it definitely, like, had ripples throughout my life. And I also would spend more money than I wanted to because I drank a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I generally don't get high and just want to spend all my money. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like I might do some online shopping, but I'm too slow going. To- yeah. <laughs> I really want to go crazy. Yeah. yeah, but so just parenting in general, like I think it should be socially acceptable for when my husband and son are playing basketball in the backyard for me to be off to the side smoking a joint, like someone with a cigarette right. or have a glass of wine. Like absolutely, I'm a better mom for it. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I can't. We love oh, to not. Hear it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we love to hear it. Well, I think this wraps up our episode for today, Christina. We really appreciate you just taking time to be here with us and just sharing your personal journey and like, all of your insight and perspective. Cause I know you've helped someone who's listening. Yeah. Thank you so, so much really for sharing cool. your story. Well, thank
2: you guys. Yeah. Because like I said, I feel like it's so important to get more info out there. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so happy you guys were open to it and yeah. on
0: board. Yeah. She actually messaged us about sharing her perspective on this, which was really cool. And that's like, when we do ask like on Instagram or wherever, mm-hmm. like, hey, DM us if you want to be interviewed or like if you have any ideas or you want to hear about something, let us know. Like actually do it because yeah. this is like what you guys want and it's good to always have perspective on everything in life you know so thank you for being a part of this conversation today and we also have to say please talk with your doctor first if you're on medication and you're interested in, you know using cannabis too we are not professionals (laughs) we're just having a conversation so
1: yes and we also want to thank all of our loyal listeners for tuning in today be be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode and as always brand stay medicated